All right, Nerdy Bones back in the studio. We've got a special co-host today. What's up, Tony? Hey, what's going on, dude? Yeah, so uh, we decided to cover the history of metal today. Yes, sir. And I could not think of a better co-host for this topic. <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, you and I were back in the 90s, late, or, or like actually late 80s, early 90s. Both of us were metalheads. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I got into, I started getting into metal, at least my earlier exposure. It was probably about like the mid, mid-80s, mid mm, to late 80s. Yeah. And one of the things that you and I were talking about, like before the sh- before the episode today, like that you and I both have kind of a different flavor that we like. Well, I I wouldn't necessarily call it flavor. I think it's really more of a time difference, really. Okay. Because I mean, like bands that I really enjoy are like some of the earlier bands that came out. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like uh, like Anvil, Saxon, yeah, yeah, um, Angel Witch. Um, Shit, I mean, the, like there, there's so many of the earlier bands, Sabbath, the, of course, Judas Priest. And... Speaking of which, before we get rolling, let's give them a little taste of what we're talking about from the start. Okay. Yeah, just this is a, uh, as far as we can are concerned, this is where the sound started. Let's just give them a little taste. <laughs> So I thought it would be fitting to start it off with Black Sabbath, right? Like they kind of they kind of started that that uh, guitar riff, you know, like well, the, give me give me your input there. Well, with like what I really love about Black Sabbath particularly is that they described their music with their they 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 created their music from their environment, mm. you know, in the industrial you know in the industrial towns of of England in the in like, the sixties, right, right. You know, growing up in that environment, and there, you know, I remember hearing on many different interviews from many different bands actually from that time that they remember being in places like their schoolhouses or just in their homes, and they could hear the metal slamming of all the machinery <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the metal factories, you know, and all the industrial factories that were just pretty much right next door to them, more or less. And you know, you hear, hear that hard banging and that rhythmic tone, metal on metal, yeah, that they, it creates. You know, and plus, you know, all the social, you know, the social um, situations at that time as well, you know, and then also not to mention, you know, being an answer almost more or less to the uh, to the hippie movement, you know, here in the the States during that time. I mean, it was a really good answer to it because it's kind of the breaking of that that facade of everything's you know happy flower, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It was like the the negative, like the negative, like the picture of a negative. You know. You know what I'm talking about? Well, it's it's the balance. I mean, it yeah. also it it shows that there's more underneath just a simple facade of you know free love, right? And all yeah. that fun stuff, which you know well, had the, its you place. Get, you get into songs like War Pigs. Right, you know, and that kind of like speaks to the time. You know what I mean? Like it, it really kind of, uh, you know, like it, you know, there's a, a <laughs> I'm like drawing a blank right here, but like 
the big thing is it like speaks to uh, the the emotions of the people at the time. Exactly. Well, I mean, music is always one of the best reflections of any uh, social social response from from mm-hmm. individuals and ma- the masses. Yeah. You know, and but I mean, with with all that, I mean, it created this perfect sound, and I mean, Black Sabbath is just fucking awesome. Well, hell yeah. I mean, Fairies Fer- Wear Boots is one of my personal favorites. That's a, that's an <laughs> awesome song. I mean, there there's actually quite a few that I have. There's it's hard to really pick one, um, but what I really actually found the most fascinating, particularly about Black Sabbath, was just Tony Iommi. Tony Iommi. And yeah. having, if you guys don't know, he's the guitar player for for Iron. Or I was gonna almost said Iron Maiden. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna get shot in the head. <laughs> It's Black Sabbath. Yeah, I mean that guy had, you know, four, uh, you know, four, like four and a quarter finger. Yeah, you know, from yeah. losing half of his finger in a in a metal pressing accident. Wow, I and didn't know that. the irony, I think, if I remember right, is well, it's not really an irony. It's just kind of interesting, is that he went into his job at the metal, like at a, I think it was a sheet metal factory. And it was his last, pretty much, I think it was his last day or his last week, something like that, because he was going to quit the job to go play with Black Sabbath. Oh, well, there you go. That's... And um, he was working a station that he hadn't been trained on, and oh, the guy wow. that regularly worked it had called in sick, so he filled in for him. And the sheet pre- the metal press that he was working with, you know, slams down in at certain intervals, and if you're not paying attention... You know, you could lose more than just a finger. You could lose a hand or part of your arm or whatever. And I guess he just caught it right at that bad second where it came down and smashed his finger. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not and know then, that. And then to make matters... Now, this is really interesting for for people that worry if they what happens if they injure their hands or things like that. He actually crafted a basically a, a prosthetic fingertip out of melted plastic bottle caps. Oh my god! Yeah, and then uh, covered that with I think leather, some something like that, some of that effect, some soft leather. But yeah, I mean, and he, he was, was able, able to play with that, and he was able to play with that. I mean, riffs that you just heard right now. There we go. Created with that kind of thing, and that's really cool. Well, that speaks to the talent of the man, right? It speaks to the talent, innovation. You know. Well, like uh, right off the top of my head, I wanted to ask, like, your first exposure to the metal sound. What would that have been? Oh God, I mean, I first exposures were probably, you know, Black Sabbath. Also, Judas Priest. I mean, this was in the this was breaking in the, the law, mid eighties. So I had already had a massive exposure to so many different metal bands, and also a couple of new genres. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, well, we're gonna get into genres. There's so many. There's right? so fucking many. But I mean, I could tell you that being you know three, four years old, I was already hearing stuff yeah. coming from like bands like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, uh, even like bands like Anthrax, their earlier stuff. Um, also Metallica, Megadeth, they'd already gotten their start. So I was exposed to a lot, Yeah, which was fucking awesome. And I enjoyed it because it works so well with that energy a kid can have. Yeah, exactly. You know, you listen to that, you just want to go run around. Like, uh, (laughs) what was the phrase? He was uh, ripped the knob off and throw it against the wall. Right. Like, that's Mm kind of, oh, well, I say that a lot. I was like, I always like say like, turn it up to 11 or turn it up 12 and rip it off and throw it against the wall. Right. (laughs) But like, for me, it was, um, there might be a little bit of controversy for me on this, but like my first experience with a heavy sound would have mm-hmm. been Jimi Hendrix. Oh, right. Yeah, be, you know that, and anybody does that doesn't respect the fact that metal came from that sound, 
you like the the sound of like uh, Hendrix, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, uh, Zeppelin. Th- th- Zeppelin. Throw out a couple more. Uh, Uriah Heep. Uriah, yeah, that is a good uh, one. Yeah, right um, there. you know, like that. That that's the first time like the music to use the, the term heavy. To where right. to where it was like heavy. You know, like I remember like sitting with my dad and he played me Foxy Lady. And that was the very first time I ever heard a fucking like legit guitar riff. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, right. I was, I was and then like, what? you also had bands like Steppenwolf that Steppenwolf, you know, good fucking yeah. You know, Born to be Wild had actually a Born really to be wild. That actually had a really good um that a uh, good down riff, you know that right, you know, and um, I like I, was it, I like heavy metal thunder, yeah, right? Well, there you but, go. But, <laughs> that, but that uh that riff, I mean, if you were to alter it just a little bit with it, like add some distortion or you know, just tweak the sound, you know, you could easily pass that for you know a heavy metal. Well, heavy exactly, metal song now exactly but exactly. It, it, it gave birth to that type of style you know and it was just that that type of rhythm and composure uh kind of gave it root and then people just elaborated on that yeah which well, it evolved basically well for me it was like one of those things where it was like the first time i really like felt power in music right like felt like hitting, like hitting you with a wall of sound right does that make any sense yeah, you yeah. know like you like you listen to like um you think of like uh, Purple Haze. Yeah. You're like, that's a wall of sound, dude. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a fucking wall of sound. But like, uh, for me, uh, one of the things I would like really don't want to focus on too much, but you and I listen to different types of metal. Like, right. that, that's fair to say, right? Yeah. You're like, but we both, we appreciate it 100% the same. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> tell uh, me, tell me what's on your mind, brother. I'm, I'm, you know, the, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. The the bands that are out nowadays and the ones that are coming out, they, you know, they're they're good musicians. They're talented. They've mm-hmm. got skill. They, you know, they do what they do, and if they get paid for it, even better. Right. I myself just, I'm not really into some of their their delivery. I guess. Okay. Is, okay. You want to say certain like the music. I mean, then and that's the thing too. It's it's not even necessarily a gripe with the music itself because there are some really good innovative bands out there. Yeah, musician wise, it's really the the delivery of the vocals. Well, that, and that's my thing. That yeah. tends to that tends to really set me off. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's certain certain things that just it just doesn't click. <laughs> and I respect that. You know, 100%. and then and then other bands that that. Alter the content. I mean, I remember when metal was, you know, coming up in the 80s when I was growing up, you know, the content was a lot more dark, a lot more Mm -hmm. negative. But now I'm hearing metal bands that are coming out with like these almost inspirational in- metal. Like well, we, we were talking about that earlier. There, there's that. I mean, there's that. But don't get me wrong. It's, it's uh, anything inspirational can be cool, but it's hard to. At least in my ears, to to really connect it, it's like writing a love song, you know, about how much you miss somebody in like a heavy metal tone. It, there's some bands that can pull it off. Well, and on that note, you'd have to like talk about cutting their heart out. Yeah, you know, but they, <laughs> then they add that darker spin to it. But then there's some that are literally just writing the most emotional ass love note mm. that you know a 13 year old could come up with. Oh, I get that, dude. Like you know, one, one of the ones that like really drives me crazy, and I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna catch flack for this, but like there's a band called Devil Wears Prada. 
<laughs> they're 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 heavy yeah thank you they're they're heavy no dude i appreciate this because like they're heavy stuff they're heavy portions of their song is good but then you get into like ah, i'm emo right yeah. like like dude you're ru- you're ruining it, man. It's like you're all of a sudden it. their balls dropped and then they just fell off. It's like they hired. It's like they hired a 16 year old fucking prepubescent boy to like sing for them. Yeah, you know? and you know, and it. But the, like I said, it's not down. It's not like uh, degrading their their quality as musicians and their craft. It's just I just can't get into it. Oh, dude, me, me, <laughs> me and you both like because uh, I, I remember like trying to like seek out new new like metal stuff because I just I've listened to so much. And like I just want to hear something new, and like I was like, oh okay, like Devil Wears Prada. Let's check these guys out because I like I heard a clip, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh that's heavy as fuck. Yeah, I'll go check that out. And then I listened to a full song. Like what? Like I'm sure there's people out there that identify with Devil Wears Devil, Devil Wears Prada as metal, but not for me, man. Well, it's like My Chemical Romance. Oh, right? dude, uh, yeah, I yeah. Can't, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't get behind that. <laughs> No, but um, like you know, and that's you know, I always talk about this when I talk about music. Go backwards, mm-hmm. you know, especially with long-winded genres like metal, because if you go backwards, you really discover not only more yeah. about the bands that you were already listening to, but you also also discover their influences, right? Right, and depending on where in the timeline they are. You know, you could find some really awesome 70s and late 60s metal bands, you know, that you would have never listened to. Like Angel Witch is like a really good one. Um, Angel Witch, yeah. Yeah, Angel Witch. You know, even you can even hit Venom. You know, Venom Venom is a great band. I've got some stuff on Venom. Like Budgie is a great band. I mean, those are, you know, your classic quintessential roots to, to metal. And then if you could jump into the 80s, actually, and this happened to me, as a matter of fact, it it sent me back down the rabbit hole because I remember um, King Diamond Diamond, when I was a kid. And then then later on, I didn't realize that I'd already listened to some songs from Merciful Fate, not realizing that it was the same guy. So I just went back through King Diamond's discography and then went all the way back to, uh, and well, was it Fatal Portrait? Awesome fucking album. Nice. Anyone out there listening, King Diamond, that was his break-in album. Fucking awesome. But um, then I went backwards to the Merciful Fate years when he was singing for them. And, you know, it was just like, wow, all these songs. And I, then, also on a level of appreciation for King Diamond, like, every album is basically a story. Like, literally, a tale being told with each song. Um, especially the second album that he produced, Abigail... Uh, I'm not, I'm I honestly can't I haven't it's been a long time since I've even listened to it but um it's actually a really really great album uh fuck they even actually did another <laughs> they did a sequel to that album I think in 2002 uh Abigail's Return and I'll just say this it's worth a listen to uh read the lyrics because it unfolds basically chapter by chapter almost with mm-hmm. the verses or with the tracks what, really what was great. that what was that band that did um the album about uh jeffrey dahmer macabre uh, uh macabre yeah, yeah now that's your classic murder metal yeah, right there man yeah. i love those guys yeah they're so good man well the... i remember the song dahmer is dead mm-hmm. like this like like the, those guys like i'm gonna keep alluding to the different styles Mm-hmm. And like, there's just so many different things, and like, that's and like, I'm listening to you talk, and I'm like, 
my God, there's so many, there's so many like subgenres. There's so many like like guar. Would you call it guar yeah, metal? Yes. <laughs> yeah. all, well, guar is really interesting because like I swear, there's some points where they are just punk. Other yeah, points exactly. where they're hard metal. I you know I consider them metal. Because, I would call them metal too. Know, yeah. Like oh God. Was it the Antarctic uh, Antarctic and drinking song? That's just a fucking great track. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you, you guys, you guys need to like take notes on this episode. And if you're fans of metal and you haven't heard of this stuff, you owe it to yourself to go check it out. And also, just you know, since we're talking about gore, you know, big shout out to to Odorous wherever he is out there uh, out in the, the past. You know, still watching us from the Great Beyond. That's right. <laughs> But uh, actually, you know, Gore has been. I think I just heard recently that they went through their third bassist. As a really? matter of fact, really? yeah, their third really? beefcake. Um, I mean, I like every every bass player that they've gotten. I think yeah. does really good jobs. But you know, people do move on. Mm. But um, I don't know. I I've always loved Gore. They <laughs> they've never let me down. Well, that that kind of moves us into like the uh, the eighties, early eighties, right? Like, what what was the first Gore album? Oh, that's a good question. Was that like early '80s into the '90s? It wasn't. Violence has arrived. It wasn't. Scum dogs. I I have this. I have American Monsters pop into my head, but is that Misfits? Uh, um, no, American was it? uh, American Monsters. They had Famous Monsters. Famous Monsters. That was that was the second album that they had with Michael Graves, um, which actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, then you had the genre of like horror punk rock. Exactly. You know. Well, then like punk rock and punk rock and metal kind of share a lot of origins. Well, yeah. You know, they don't share a lot of sounds, but they share a lot of like uh, influences and well, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the 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 same angst is there. It's just different. Well, it's always down to the little to the delivery. <laughs> you know? Right. 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 It, like the delivery. Like I was uh, watching a documentary earlier today. Um, you remember uh, Celtic Frost? Yeah, actually, I was listening to them earlier. Yeah, days, like the, the they were talking about uh, the the documentary. Like you were saying, like we didn't really know how to play our instruments. We didn't like we weren't the best, but they like but they they brought in like fucking like symphonies and like like kind of changed the so like metal is this and you you have to stick to this to this uh, criteria to be metal and then they brought in like fucking women singers right. and symphonies and violins and stuff like that. Well then metal turns into an operatic show. Well, I, um but, uh, but hell, actually uh, just to kind of wrap this little this little question up as uh Gore's first album actually was Hello in uh, 1988. Really? Yeah, cuz I first whatever reason I thought it was Scum Dogs but that was actually the second studio album released in 1990. Scum Dogs? Mm-hmm. Scum Dogs? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was a great. <laughs> so, um, to just like just to keep us moving, like so from, let's say, let's just say from 1990, your favorite metal album. Ooh, Ooh I know it's a good that's question. That's a good one. I know that's a good question. Uh, Divine Intervention is one of them. Slayer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big time Slayer fan. I know you are. Yeah. Uh, gosh, also I think it was. Uh, a Cannibal Corpse had released, I think it was Vile? I can't remember. No, actually, no. I think Vile was released a little earlier than that. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely Divine Intervention, and then later on, Wisconsin Death Trip. Wisconsin, that you took the words yeah, out of my um, mouth. That would be my... my uh... God, there were, there were so many. Yeah. 
But then again, I was also experimenting with a lot of different metal bands. Like I, d- I had discovered Cradle of Phil. Cradle of Filth know, is so good. 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, I discovered. Well, that. Cradle of Filth is really cool because they were in that black metal genre mm-hmm. to where it was like um, it wasn't like super fast. It wasn't. Well, it also depends on the song. I mean, yeah. there there were some songs that they did retardedly fast. Well, uh, or, or should I say ridiculously fast? What's uh, what's the singer's name? Um, um, Danny Filth. Danny Filth. Yeah. Like he had a really cool eye for like weird ass imagery. Hmm? Like like when they did like videos and stuff. Like oh yeah. I remember. I forget the name of the song, but uh, the video is like it had like violin in it. Mm-hmm. And the video. Oh yeah, they're the, playing they're their arms with slit, fucking slit, razor blades. Slits, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, uh, he had a really good eye for that stuff. Is that Cradle to Enslave? I'm not. I'm drawing a blank for what that for what that song was. God, I, I, can't, I saw that so long ago. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I had I had Cruelty and the Beast, Dusk and Her Embrace, and um, and then I had the the Death is Only the Beginning compilation mm-hmm. CD. Okay. okay, and they had a track on there which was really great actually. Um. But I don't know, man. I mean, it's hard to say, right? It is really hard to say. I mean, there's some really good ones that came out in the '90s, especially from like Megadeth. Megadeth, mm, Megadeth is amazing. Ones. Megadeth is awesome. I always liked uh, Euthanasia. Euthanasia is a great uh, album. Yeah, Euthanasia is a really good. One. And look at the spelling of that, guys. I'm not talking about fucking because <laughs> it's uh, it actually spell it youth in Asia. Asia. Yeah, and just kind of you take those three <coughs> words and just kind of mush them together. That's the the spelling yeah, of the album. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it, God, Megadeth is actually one of my all-time. Favorite well, I know that. Yeah, bands. yeah. Dave Mustaine from Phoenix, right? Uh, well, actually, no. I think he, I thought it was from Phoenix. No, no. Um, Jason Newstead, I know, is from Phoenix. From the I could the fact, former che- fact check from me, Metallica. guys. Fact check me. But like, uh, I I just thought that he was from from uh from Phoenix. No, I, th- I think he's from California. Okay. If I no, I remember he like he lived in California for a while as yeah. a kid, but. He's he had a kind of a uh, an interesting past, but hey, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but um, no, once he uh, once he hooked up with uh, Elfson and <laughs> Gar Samuelson, freaking god! I, rem- I remember Megadeth doing a song for the for the um, all, um Universal Soldier soundtrack. Yeah, what was it? Uh, and like Van Damme was actually in the video. I don't think it was Crushem. I don't remember. It might have been Crushem, actually. It might have been Crushem. I just, I just remember like Van Damme and Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. I can't say his name. Lundgren. 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 In in the video, <laughs> but like I, I didn't mean to derail. I was just like, oh no no no. Yeah, like, I just I remember like early '90s metal is kind of like where I started like really getting into it hard, mm-hmm. like a uh, Cold Chamber. Um, Cold Chamber, Power Man 5000, right? Um, Machine Head, yeah, yeah. Deftones. The first, first bit of Deftones was metal. I would kind of differ on the rest of it, right? But like, uh, let me think. What else? Um, good, like hardcore 90s metal. Sepultura. Sepultura. Well, they were kind of 80s and 90s. Yeah, and then that that evolved into Soulfly. Yep. And then um, let me see, Clutch. Um, we talked about Prong earlier. Prong, yeah. Yeah, Prong was really good. Uh, uh, Ultra Spank was one that I listened to a lot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's what they were called. God, I haven't heard of that. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in so long. But like for me, it was like the harder, the heavier, the better. Like that's kind of like, like I was, uh, you and I talk about a lot. Like, um, like I love Cannibal Corpse. I love like Carcass, Deicide. 
carcass. Dude, yes. carcass is the shit, dude. Like uh, the the one that you and I always kind of like go back and forth about is Slayer. Yep. Like I here's the thing, and <clears throat> by no means am I like trying to take away from Slayer. They're an amazing band. Just for me, in my mind, in my experience, like I love their music. But as soon as Homeboy starts to sing, I'm like, oh, that's oh, like me and Whitechapel. Oh, uh, agreed. <laughs> All I, of a I'm sudden, not trying to start an argument, dude. Oh, no, there's <laughs> no argument. <laughs> okay. well, it's like you know, it's like well, it's kind of like the same. You have a really great heavy beat going on, great guitars, everything's going smooth, and all of a sudden the singer starts and and, and it ruins it for you. <laughs> and it ruins and, it for you. And uh, I'm done. <laughs> and, and I'm done. What would you say is like the the best Slayer song? Well, that is a fucking hard one because their ask most it. recent album, uh, Repentless. What's their, what's, their, what's their singer's name? Tom Araya. Tom Araya, okay. Yeah, dude, that guy's fucking awesome. Yeah, well, and you know, like, I'm going to like catch flack from metalheads out there like, oh, you don't like Slayers? No, it's not that I don't like Slayer. It's just not my style. Well, I think this is their, they're doing their final world tour this year, I think. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they've been around, they've yeah. been around a hot minute, man. Yeah, well, they've been around yeah. since the early 80s. Yeah, they've been around a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, they were, they've been going at it hard. And then plus with their, the loss of uh, Jeff Hanneman. Their, what, what did he play? Their guitar player. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, their lead singer actually played bass, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. They had, there was a lead singer. Um, like my favorite years was when they had Lombardo, Dave Lombardo as their drummer. Okay. okay. Uh, that guy could fucking play. Yeah. But I mean, for whatever reason, I guess things didn't work out. But um, that definitely good. And I know Lombardo's been doing other work with uh, like Mike Patton and some of his metal Dude, projects. Mike, Mike Patton's the shit. Mike Patton Mike really shit. has a, some interesting spins on metal and well, he's a super talented musician. He is. Oh, yeah, I, you know, talented. I always wanted to do something with him. Oh, dude, yeah, like you'd be if anybody would be lucky. Like, well, especially like some of the most weirdest shit that he did, like, like Fan Phantomas, Mr. Bungle, Mr. Bungle, Phantomas <laughs> actually was like the most strangest collection of music. Um, but no, he I mean he's done so many things, especially like other metal projects like uh, Brujeria, I think, if I if hmm. I remember right. Oh, uh, didn't he do? Who am I thinking of? Tortoise Head is that Les Claypool? I I don't know. I'm sorry, I derailed. Oh no, no, it's all right. Um, shit, what was I saying? You're talking about Mike Patton. Oh yeah. Um, but no, that guy's done so many different projects, and you had it all, but what? you sorry. No, <laughs> Uh, fuck, what was I saying? Again, I derailed. We were talking about Mike Patton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's actually done, he's done a lot. Anyone who's really into a wide range of music and enjoys good singing and good composure especially, listen to anything from Mike Patton. He's look just him, so talented. Yeah. So talented. Look him up on Wikipedia. Look up his entire discography, all of his associative bands. Started with Faith No More, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where the, where it all started. Yeah, yeah that, again, I, I'm just trying to like interject. I'm like Faith oh. No More. He did Faith No More. He did Mr. Bungle. I think Portishead was the name of the band. Portishead. He, I think that's the name of the band that he did. But I know they, he's done other. He's done some obscure ones like Black Queen and Black um, Queen. God, I mean, I, I can't even begin to think about it. <laughs> There was one though that he did. Um, he actually did a cover of Bella Lugosi's "Dead" from Bauhaus, and oh. that was actually really cool. Yeah. 
Well, like one of the big things, like, because we're talking about the history of metal, one of the big things I want to like keep us going on is like, uh, I, I really honestly believe like the origin of its sound is kind of a rebellion from the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Would that? Would you agree with that? Well, I mean, with like with any genre, I mean, it's just speaking out for its own generation, uh, uh, an aspect of its own generation that feels silent or has mm-hmm. to, you know, vocalize its views on certain things, be it social, spiritual, whatever. I mean, right. Um, eh, that's really that's yeah. Like I get that. So, like uh, in the nineties, is in late eighties, early nineties, is where you started to get started getting like the heavy vocals. Yeah. It, right. That's about the right right time period to put it. Well, I think um, really we're some some of that might be a lot of credit should be given. I think is uh, singers like Lemmy. Lemmy. You know. Lemmy. Um. Also- and what's the guy from a uh, uh, Blue Oyster Cult that was able to? Very first sing the top A. No, that was Deep Purple. Was it Deep Purple? That was Deep Purple. And yeah. I, oh, yes, yeah, so I have it actually written right I, I there. Can't, I can't remember this name. Dylan shit. something. Yeah. But like he kind of broke the mold of. Well, he was one that really started utilizing that. I wouldn't. Mm. And that's the thing is, I don't think anyone can be the first at anything. It's just the first person to actually do it in front of a mass. First crowd person recognized and to get it to be recorded and and heard on a mass on a mass base. Mm. But um, he definitely fuck man. He, could, he could sing. sing yeah. And then <laughs> he, of course he had, he had dim pipes, right? And then that also in, influenced other singers. Like I mean. Like band, like uh, singers, I think like King Diamond were influenced Diamond, by yeah. that. Well, and you were talking about Lemmy a second ago, right? Because they had yeah. that more gravelly, that yeah. deep, that more, space. yeah, that more guttural, you know, type of type of sound to the vocals. And that's um, like I, you can totally correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, uh, okay, so what drew me to metal? Because you know, I love vocals. Yeah, I love the power of, I love the power of that sound of singing. Right, and I. Am I wrong to say like the what drew you to it is the power of the musician, like the actual guitar player, the drum player, the bass player, like the power that they put out. That's me in any genre. Yeah, actually. Well, you see, you see the, you, the you, vocalist for me is the 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 just, fine details. Mm-hmm. Even in the bands that I'm in, and when I'm singing or having to write lyrics, they're like an accoutrement to that comes last. That oddly enough takes me the most time mm-hmm. to to get right because I scrutinize over it so much. Right. Because that part to me is just like the lyrics themselves can really steer a song in a direction. You can have like some heavy beats, but if it's talking about something sad, it can be uh, an aggressively sad song. Well, you think about like a uh, typo negative, right? There you go, perfect. Yeah, like, you know, like my girlfriend's girlfriend. And you could take a folky sounding song, like something you'd hear Neil Young play. And then put some really dark lyrics behind it, like um, like Macabre did actually for a song about Ed Gein. Right, you know, dude. I mean, there's a perfect example of that, and it can totally steer the direction. It sounds like a happy, upbeat song, but it's all it's, it's about, about a, a mass killer. Skin. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. Know. So that's why for for me the the lyrics are are they're important, but it's not what I focus on. Right. Well, and I appreciate. It. <laughs> I, that's what I appreciates about you. It's like you you have like a a feel for the music itself, right? And I my draw to it is just uh, just the power, right? Just the power, 
And like, uh, I'm gonna play another little quick uh, clip here. This is just a, a band that I have to give them a shout out. They're called Beelzebubs. They, this, what I'm getting at right now is just like the power. And this will kind of harken back to like Iron Maiden and stuff like that with their guitar riffs and shit like that. But this fits in the black metal genre, which I would identify as like my favorite. Mm. So I'm just gonna play you guys a quick little clip and we'll go from there. So that was just kind of like an example of like the different style, like that fits into black metal. Yep. And like that's what I tend to enjoy the most because it's like not as fast in some cases. It's like not as fast, but it like I feel like it uh, kind of drives more into like being um, I, like I like stuff that's like slow and heavy. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that's the stuff that I like. This just like, din, 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 you know, and then you have like this huge, hard, heavy singer. Right. It's like, do you, can you think of any bands like that? Like just off the top of your head, uh, the Devil You Know. Devil You Know. That's a good band. Actually, that's actually uh, a really good band. Actually, I really like the the singer. It's actually he was the original singer for uh, Killswitch Engage. Killswitch. Yes. Yes. And that's uh, actually I think he did better. They with, did. A, with they this did. A, album. Uh, was it him that did Holy Diver? Uh yeah, I think so. Holy if, if I remember right. Been but he also like was it he also uh covered Eye of the Tiger actually. Right. That, right. I thought that was awesome when he did that. How do you feel about Ronnie James Dio? Dude, he's fucking awesome. Hells legend. Hells to the yeah, dude. Ronnie, I mean, metal wouldn't exist without fucking Ronnie James Dio. Not as we know it now, no. no <laughs> well, the reason I played that clip it was was to kind of emphasize like the guitar style the drum style and the bass style, but the vocals kind of changing. The vocals kind of taking that turn to being the growl is what I would call it. But uh, like the big thing for me is like uh, like Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, Uriah Heep didn't have that sound, but they're still metal. Right. But like, uh, well, no, they were more or less heavy. I wouldn't consider them really metal. Hard rock, maybe. Yeah, hard, heavy rock. I mean, but their sound was just that. It was heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's because that's really like what the metal took its roots from is right. that kind of sound. That was its that was the stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And but I, yeah, I don't I don't think I would really call them metal. Well, what do you? It's lo- like calling Kiss metal because <laughs> oh, they're super not. But uh, I mean, I love Kiss, but I, I'll never call them metal, glam, especially with some right? of their glam albums. Yeah. yeah. So in the genre that I just kind of brought up of like with the the heavy vocals, what's some of your favorites? Well, like with like some heavy vocals. Yeah, like just we just use a huge sweeping broad genre term like heavy vocals. Like with some of the stuff that you like. Oh god! Well, you're wearing a Cannibal Corpse shirt right now. Well, yeah, I was gonna say Cannibal, <laughs> Cannibal Corpse. You know, uh, both with Chris Barnes and then later on with George Fisher, mm. um, and then Six Feet Under, which was Six Feet uh, Under, which dude. was Chris Barnes's uh, next project. Am I am um, I wrong in saying that Chris Barnes is the singer for Metalocalypse? 
No, that's George Fisher. Jo- that's George. Oh, it's the same band, but different guy. Well, yeah, more or less. I mean, they have different. Uh, they have different people doing different stuff. But I think for each episode, they have guests come on. Oh, okay, things, okay. So. Um, I might be wrong on that, but I used to watch that show a lot. But uh, anywho, um, other other really good growlers. I mean, gosh, it, that's a heavy question, huh? No pun intended. Well, I mean, like. Because I can think of some of the stuff that uh, Venom used to do, you know, the, mm-hmm. some of their some of their deep growling. It wasn't mm-hmm. free as frequent, but it, it was there. Um, you also had bands like uh, Morbid Angel, Morbid Angel, you nice. know, Demo Borgir. Um, I was looking at a lot of like Norwegian metal today. Oh yeah, like their bands, like they have got good music, but oh, I yes, can't, they but do. I can't pronounce the fucking names of the bands, dude. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just can't pronounce. Like, like okay, like, I'm glad you put that out there, and I'll listen to it, but I can't say your name. Right. <laughs> That's how I feel with some like some of the German metal I listen to. Well, like the the like. The uh, Norwegian and Swedish black metal mm-hmm. is that that's some that's scary. Some good, that's some good <laughs> yeah. Shit, yeah. You remember you ever hear, uh, Death? Mm-hmm. Well, like uh, from what I understand, Death was uh, where the term well helped with the term death metal because it kind of created that double pedal sound. Well, no, death metal. Was it, was it more, I, more studios? More, more of the like the genres. I noticed focus around what the what the content of the mm, music yeah. is. Yeah, well, like the like, Flo- the Florida death metal scene was real big. The, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Especially the thrash metal scene. Yeah, too. yeah. Let's talk about some thrash metal. Oh yes, let's. Yeah, like so. So like throw out some like good, good like Metallica, right? Well, let's 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 go ahead and just hit the big four right out the gate. You had Anthrax. Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer. Mm-hmm. Those were the big fucking four. The four horsemen of apocalypse. I mean, yeah, more <laughs> or less. But there are so many, so many great uh, thrash metal bands out there. Enlighten myself and the people, like because you you have much deeper music knowledge than I do. <clears throat> so let's uh, let's think about thrash metal here for a second. Well, you had bands like was it? Um, Oh crap! I mean, you could really say that suicidal tendencies. Yes, I would agree with you. Like people, I and this is actually they, well, they want to throw them in the punk genre. Yeah, they're, but... they're, they're they kind of well, they're both really. Well, yeah, they, but they, I mean, yeah. you listen institutionalized. I'm I mean, not that's, crazy. That's, Institution to me, that's metal right there. They wanted to put me in the suit and said it was the only solution to protect me from my only enemy, myself. I can't you know, believe I was able to think of that off the top of my head. I could never sing that fast. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Oh gosh, what other really good thrash metal bands? I think. <laughs> well, you said Anthrax already. Yeah, Anthrax is. I mean, you had the big four, of course. But there, there was. I mean, it was Slayer for me. Would you put Nailbomb in that? Nailbomb, yeah. Yeah, Nailbomb. Then, then you had uh, S.O.D. Stormtroopers. Yeah, Stormtroopers yeah. of Doom, you guys. Death. Storm. Uh, was it de- Death? Uh, Death. I thought I was dropping <laughs> knowledge, and I got it wrong. Um. Then. Um. Oh gosh! <laughs> so, I mean, all these bands I used to listen. Well, to. like thra- thrash was such a such a innovative style. Like it, I, I would venture to say, like thrash is what like introduced me to metal, like Metallica, and right? Stuff I mean, like that. That was out of all the metal genres, thrash is. Where, where would my you put? Favorite. Where would you put Megadeth? Megadeth is thrash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so my well, brain, the my four. Yeah. My well, <laughs> my brain's on the right track then. Definitely, because I mean, I. I'm, what about Biohazard? Ooh, yeah, 
Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't think I call them thrash, though. It, it, I mean, they're one of those ones that's kind of hard to place. Yeah, I mean, they're heavy as fuck. Yeah, I mean, that's but, the thing. Yeah. Tales from the Hard Side is actually still to this day one of my favorite songs. Nice, nice. Like, I think my favorite thrash album would probably be Master of Puppets. Nice. You're like, uh, or no, excuse me, I'm burping into the mic. Staying with the same band, I think it's Ride the Lightning. Right, yeah, uh, Ride the Lightning. Every for me, Metallica's golden era was when they had Cliff Burton. Yes, yes. between the first three albums, yeah, Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, and then Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets is such a good album, dude. See, and I liked Jason Newstead when he had his uh, Flotsam and Jetsam project. Yes, yes, and. With Metallica, I mean, it was kind of fucked up the way they treated him too. You know, he actually they, he actually moved on to Sepultura. Mm-hmm. I think he did better. And actually, I say this quite a bit. He's he did I think better before and after Metallica. Yeah, he Metallica, came, in, more, came into his own more. Right. I mean, Metallica, Hetfield, and Ulrich. I mean, between those two, it was just like, okay, you guys are really just getting. A little too out of hand. <laughs> and Kirk Hammett had to be the go-between for those two when they were fighting. Well, if Kirk Hammett is your go-between, you got problems. And then when they decided <laughs> to go into group therapy, that's when Newstead is like, okay, you guys are, this is just did you, Did you know that James Hetfield is a bee farmer? That does not surprise yeah, me. Yeah, I only know that because he did Joe Rogan like last year. Oh, really? Talked about like he actually full-on has like a bee farm. Hmm. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I'm trying to think of some other really good thrash bands. Real good thrash bands. Uh, let's we got to throw at least one more out there before we move on. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, we said S O D already. Let's see. Testament. Testament. I mean, uh, let's see. Give these people something to look up. Let's see. Tankard. That's right. Tankard. I don't, I'm not familiar with Tankard. No, Tankard is a. It's German. Same for like Sodom. Uh, is it Sodom? Oh, Creator. Okay. Okay. Creator is actually a really good one, as a matter of fact. Creator. Mm-hmm. K R E A T O R. Hmm. Like I'm trying to think of like I don't want to move on with this topic because I feel like thrash should not be forgotten for like what it is. Well, and then he also had like bands like the Acid Drinkers in '86. Acid and Drinkers. Then po- they were actually out of Poland, as a matter of fact. Then he had bands like Acid Rain. Now this band I only heard a little bit of growing up because they came out in '85 and they were out of the UK. So hearing anything from them really was kind of mm-hmm. rare. I think I only heard maybe two songs from them. Uh, Agent Steel, which came out in '84, was actually another really good. Agent one. Steel. Mm-hmm. Now they're from here. I think they were. I can't remember if they were. West Coast? West Coast Thrash? Oh, actually, here's another good one. Angel Dust. Angel Dust. Angel Dust. Also, Annihilator. And they're Dude, Annihilator. Of- I'm so glad you brought up Annihilator. And, uh, Dude, Anni- Annihilator. Annihilator is actually out of Canada. Really? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. they would actually be thrash slash death metal, well, I would say. Well, same thing with like Anvil. Anvil yeah. was like early, early thrash out of 78. And freaking... Um, Gosh, <laughs> but like I said, there is a lot. Well, like I have a, a little list here, real quick, that I would like to just. This is like a small little sliver. Oh wait, wait! Before you do go that, there's just one more. I've only heard one song of theirs in my entire life, but I remember it was fucking awesome. The Dead Brain Cells from Canada. Dead Brain Cells, what a cool name! Now they came out in '86. 
Now that really? was, yeah, that was like I, I swear like Thrash's heyday was like between like seventy eight to ninety eight, right around that time. Before shit, before everything. Well, it's got, so it's so crazy how little how like a one little like nuance will change like what the genre that you fit in. Right. Like they're you know like a, a hard voice, a double pedal, a down tune bass. <laughs> Stuff like that, and like the the list that I have right here is just literally I had to cut it off. Just here's just here's just a small little list of genres of extreme metal. Mm. Uh, metal, so well, extreme is one. So then we have okay, we're, I'm going to start off with death metal. We got thrash, we got doom, we got grindcore, we got black, gothic, progressive, power, folk, industrial, metalcore, speed. Symphonic and Latin. Those are those are just the ones I decided to write down. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's definitely had a lot of offshoots. Well, I I would I would be I would venture a phrase to say that um, like the hard version of rock music has been like the most innovative. Like mm -hmm. it, it changes the most. It has the most influences. Like like any hardcore heavy metal head, like myself yourself. We both have Johnny Cash albums on our on our shelves. Oh yeah, uh, you know, like the 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 influences are so so vast, mm -hmm. so vast. Well, nowadays, you can pretty much make a metal song utilizing any genre. Exactly. It's a, it's actually kind of cool because it does. But then again, I also think it's actually kind of a curse of a long winded genre. Mm -hmm. Is that you see this also in big name bands is yeah. that they start off really heavy. They start off with this really awesome sound. They play that for so many years and so many albums and they try to branch out into the same genre, mind you. But then it starts sucking. But with a different style to it because they want to try something new but still stay hard. And that's when you know bands like Metallica tend to fuck up, and then they go to the Alternica years, mm -hmm. and then oh, all of a sudden they try S and M, which actually was a—it's not a, a bad album. It wasn't a bad album, but um, then you know then you have the hideousy that came out when they try to kind of catch up with other bands with Saint Anger. And I, I never actually listened to that album. You're not missing out. Okay, <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of figured as much, but um. Yeah, that's just my opinion, mind you, and an opinion that seems to be shared by quite a few. But <laughs> well, then, like you said, I'm probably not missing out on much. And then in the end, they kind of regress, and then they they figure, oh, well, let's go back to our original metal roots. Mm -hmm. Now, take a band like Megadeth. Mm -hmm. Now, Megadeth is the perfect answer in D my dude, opinion. Dave Mustaine is probably one of my favorite frontmen. Yep, and he used to be the original guitar with the original lead for Metallica. Yeah, like he was the one that wrote pretty much a lot of the 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 music for um the Kill 'em All album which is actually my favorite album from Metallica. Oh, well, serendipitous. Right. <laughs> and then um but they maintained they maintained their sound throughout their career. They had different variations on it, but it always stayed thrash, it was always hard, it was always just even I mean well, uh, a lot of people didn't like the Cryptic Writings album from Megadeth. I loved it. I mean, it I had, don't recall that album actually. It, it's the one that had their their uh, their uh, the track Trust. Okay, and yeah, that yeah. was it. Was a good track. I mean, and they had um, uh, this might like be out of left field, 
but like their like mascot that was on all of their shirts, Vic. Vic. Yeah, yeah. That's like neither here nor there, but continue. Dude, Vic is awesome. Yeah, I had I had plenty of those shirts, dude. I know. I had plenty of those shirts. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> like, but you know, they they kept it going and they haven't had a reason to do the whole you know, ascension and then fall. I mean, Dave Mustaine had his issues, you know, but every member of that band did. And every member in a band like thrash metal has some kind of issue that they have to deal with on a personal level. But as far as a professional level, I don't think they ever really faltered. Well, they're still putting out good stuff. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, still putting out good stuff. Uh, was it Dystopia? Dystopia, I think is their most recent album, and that is just one of the best fucking albums ever written, in my opinion. (laughs) Hell yeah. You know? I mean, I have my favorite albums, but Dystopia, every time they come out with something, they really know how to to work on what they may have not touched on in the last album. Right, And they always come up with new ideas and new riffs. I mean... It's just it's just too damn fucking cool. You know, Megadeth is, has to be one of my all time favorite bands. Well, like the big thing when we talk, you you know, I talk about music all the time. Oh yeah. Like what I notice, like um, when we talk about metal, I like the stuff that's more heavily vocal, and you like the stuff that's more heavily heavily uh, like technical in like the in like the guitars, and I think it, like I'm gonna use the fla- the the phrase the fr- the phrase flavor. Like that's just the, like the flavor that I like. Like you don't like Whitechapel, but I can listen to Whitechapel all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, in, and there's bands like um, let's see, um, like Iron Maiden, which I I love Iron Maiden in small doses. You, you know, you know what I'm saying. I find that to be pretty interesting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate. What do you mean? Well, I mean, what is it about Iron Maiden that you can only take well, like small uh, doses? like Run for the Hills. Right. That's an amazing song. Yes. It's the high pitched vocals I can only take in small doses. And yet you listen to Dio. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I know. I I, I get I get what you're saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Like fucking Dio is like like uh like Holy Diver is actually one of my favorite songs. Right. You know, like that you know, like that's like some of the best riffs out there ever. You know what I liked about Dio? I actually liked him when he was with Black Sabbath. Yeah. Well, um, not to sidestep, but what was, uh, like, when Dio was in his band Dio, what was the guitar player? Who, who was the guitar player? I don't know who that was. Shit, now that's a good fucking question. Yeah, because that, that dude deserves some fucking credit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy diver, you went out too long in the midnight sea. Hmm. <laughs> But what's uh right now like what's what's some of your favorite metal? Uh well let's see lately I've been listening to a lot more uh, macabre. Um, nice. The Grim Scary Tales album is actually a really good fucking album. Um, Grim Scary Tales. Mm-hmm. When did that come out? Uh actually pretty recently I think. Within really? Past, I think within the past few years. I'm trying to because one of the big things I pick up on metal albums is like their cover. Mm-hmm. Like the you know, like well the like the shirt you're wearing right now right like metal metal had a big thing with like their their album covers like that caught your eye mm-hmm. I, I just can't think of who that was <laughs> for me I mean that's actually kind of how it started with new bands that's how I'd come across like if they had some good album art you know I'd I'd at least listen to give them, them give them a chance give them a chance 
And um, once I discovered that that band was good, I just didn't even have to look at the album art. Anymore. I just, <laughs> just bought name, it. Buy the name of see the name of the band. Just buy the CD. How did you feel about Static X? Static X, I liked. Mm-hmm. I think they had their ups and downs. Um, mainly when it came to their more emo stuff. <laughs> right, dude. Um, but Wisconsin Death Row. I mean, that whole album was fucking right. Heavy, well, I, I recently found out that that name was called the, the name of that album mm-hmm. is from uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't even know. That. Yeah, well, I didn't put that together until I like did some like research. But because they're they are from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> like, kind of makes sense, right? Know? Because like they have a they have what's called the Wisconsin Death Tour, mm. to where like people will go there and like go to the chocolate factory the Dahmer worked at and <laughs> shit like that. You know, taste I mean? of the fudge. <laughs> There's bones in the chocolate. <laughs> that ain't cherry filling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just feel like I need to do this real quick. I had to play that, dude. I had to. <laughs> S- simply simply because his name came up so many times. The iconic. <laughs> but where do you see metal going from here? You don't want to ask me that question. <laughs> I wouldn't have asked you if I didn't want to hear the, the answer. I, with the way metal's going right now, I I don't know. I mean, I don't really have high hopes. I don't All right. Really I mean, well, I can, I can change gears. Like, um, what's the, uh, we'll put it this way. What are you listening to the most right now? <laughs> Anything between 1978 to 1989 right now. Right, right. What's uh what's got the most rotation in your uh in in your uh in your uh, playlist? Mm, that all depends really. I mean, on any given day I'm listening to Megadeth, Cannibal Corpse, Napalm Death, um you know, Stormtroopers of Death. Yes. Um <laughs> Let's see, six feet under. I, it, Dude, I haven't thought about six feet under in so long, and they're so fucking good, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Shadow of the Reapers actually. Yeah. Remember, uh, remember Obituary? Yes, yeah. Obituary. Also, Vader for it, some Vader. Some holy fuck. Metal. Yeah. Um, gosh. Yeah. I mean, it all depends. I'm. I'm I tend to. Well, for me particularly, I, I get so bored with music on so quickly. Is that throughout the day I'll. Like I just put my my entire collection on mm. shuffle, so one song could be Hammer Smash Face, and the next song could be, um, what's it, um, Julie London singing, um, Cry Me a River. There you go. I mean, that's but some still that's good. soft jazz. That I mean. well, that speaks to like the everyday metalhead appreciates music. Like, no, nah, it, it, I don't know if that's an accurate statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I, to this day. I but still, I do. I'm, a, I'm an everyday metalhead. But I've also met metalheads that 
literally, if you don't listen to anything except for ninety mile a second metal, you're nothing but a piece of shit. Yeah, well, you know? we're not right. we're not part of that. Fucking but but the fact of the matter is, you I mean it's not everyday, you know, metalheads. If you want to make it into a into a grouping, I mean, there's still a lot of bias. But I think that comes with age mainly. Yeah, because yeah. I've also met ones that well, I'm, like I'm a huge Elvis fan, right? So it's like. Like I, I love metal, but I I would. Is it wrong to call myself an everyday metalhead? Do you listen to metal every day? Pretty much. And yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Exactly. It's either like a a Mudvayne track or a Machine Head track or a, an Iron Maiden track or a Dio track. To be perfectly perfectly fucking honest. Right. But I also will listen to like Blue Suede Shoes. Right. <laughs> so. Well, it's like I, I like going on long endeavors when I pick a genre, especially if I'm really in the mood for it. Like with metal, I'll start with, you know, the 90s. And I'll just start going backwards. Mm. I'll even listen to bands like Except with one of their mm. most awesome tracks, Balls to the Wall. Balls to the Wall. Oh, my know? God. And then you have like the Scorpions. You have Quiet Riot. Remember know? the Scorpions? Was that, uh, what was that song they did? Hurricane? Uh Rock, rocky, rocky like, like a rock, yeah, that, that's a jam, dude. That is a jam. That's a jam. That that's a jam and a half. Actually. You know, but I also think it's kind of unfair what radio stations, you know, were kind of forced right. to do with bands like that. Is if they didn't give them radio play, they only picked one or two songs that were quasi radio friendly, mm-hmm. and then they would play the shit out of it, and then people would get so jaded with that band over those songs that they wouldn't want to go even a little bit further into it just to see mm-hmm. what other music they had. Well, you put something into my mind. I forget the guy's last name, but they called it like the the Frank Sessions or something like that. It was in uh, in England in the 80s, and he played a Napalm Death on the radio. And like it, they were actually going up the charts because this guy was actually playing playing Napalm Death on the radio. You're right. So I, I, you know, I'm guy. I'm sorry, guys. I wish I could remember the guy's last name. It was like the something sessions, but he would just like play anything. He'd play like Doctor Demento, mm-hmm. and then he would play like Napalm Death. And that, yeah. yeah, and that, and it just that just proves that you know you give the people what they want, you'll make their your money. If that's <laughs> yeah. what you're really after. Give them what they want; they'll throw their money at yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Take my money. <laughs> you know, I mean, think about how much radio stations could have profited by having contests revolved around heavy metal music exactly. back in the like '80s and '90s when that genre was j- taking a, a good firm root. Yeah, exactly. You know, and more and more people were getting into. Well, the it. '90s is where I discovered it. Right. Personally, you know, the nineties is where I came into my own for the, Oh, I, I decided I like heavy shit. Right. You know, but then we also had that, that a horrible burden of groups like the PMRC, mm-hmm. you know, with their adult content labels Tipper and Gore. censorship and all that bullshit that made it, you know, that made it hard, but it also had a reverse effect. It, you know, the more taboo you try to make a subject, the more people are more become interested in it. Well, like what about like Bob Dole doing that? Uh, Bob, Bo- Bob Dole. Bob Dole actually did a press conference where he mentioned um, he mentioned Cannibal Corpse, Two Live Crew, and I forget the the third one. But the thing is, is like Bob Dole being on TV and mentioning the name Cannibal Corpse, people like. Well, there's no such, got there's more no into such it. thing as bad publicity. Yeah, like he, they, they got more into it. Like <laughs> Bob Dole, like trying to fight this, like this uh, quote unquote um, 
detrimental thing for the kids. Like he he gave it more fuel. Mm-hmm. And he gave him, that's the same thing with like more Morehead Studios in in Florida. Like that they, they did the they did uh, Death's first album. They did uh, um, Cannibal Corpse first album. And like to where they more people like got an idea of like what the style was. And, right. <laughs> and he went out there like oh. We can't we can't let people like listen to whatever the hell they want to because they get their own ideas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't think it's dangerous stuff, people. No, we don't want to. <laughs> so, uh, like in closing, tell me some of your favorite stuff you love to listen to. Like it could, I don't care. It doesn't have to be metal. Just tell me your favorite stuff to listen to. No, I mean I, I want to keep it with the subject. Okay, I well, just um, metal wise. I mean, I always listen to tracks off of Divine Intervention from, from Slayer. Hell yeah! Uh, anything off of the album Vile from Cannibal Corpse. That and Gallery of Suicide. Two good. Gal- oh, Gallery of Suicide is my favorite. Um, then you know I'll listen to uh, Voodoo from King Diamond. Um, I'll listen to Guar. I. It, Throughout the day, I, I mean, I love to listen the to... The Solomonizer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's it, um, what's still one of my favorites is... Sorry, guys, we got a plane going over right now. I mean, we got Slaughterama. That's one of my favorites to listen to throughout the day. I mean, it, I, I cycle through them. Yeah? But um, definitely a lot of Megadeth. Hell yeah. A lot of Megadeth throughout the day and a lot of Slayer. Do yourself a favor, guys. Listen to some Megadeth. Yeah, <laughs> I listen to it all. You know what? Seriously, and that and that's something I emphasize to anybody who's interested in a genre that might not know about, not know about it, but kind of like what they hear. Delve deep into it. Listen to bands you've never heard mm-hmm. of because take more, suggestions from people. Yeah, I mean, more often than not. The bands you've never heard of can produce just a good a quality of sound and music as the pros do out on the road. Mm-hmm. And then even if they don't produce that good of a quality of sound, the content, the the composure, if you're really into the music, you'll be surprised how much some of these no-name bands put into their sounds. Yeah. Well, you know? they're the ones that fight the hardest. Right. They're the ones that are the most hungry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and and nowadays, I mean, thankfully, it's it's kind of interesting that these some of these bands can get out there with minimal effort like back in the day when you had to go to uh, do a bunch of shows and go send a demo to a record label and then get signed and then all that other stuff um, you can just go click it on YouTube or you know whatever right. whatever medium you want to do and then boom there you go um, but I, I definitely look further into the genre no, even no matter what the genre is you have a band that you like Look at them, learn a little bit about the band, and then you'll find out that they loved these interesting music, you know, styles that you may have never even thought of that you end up falling in love with. I really like where you went there because I mean, it's all it all spur it's all inspired from something, and yeah. the inspirations could be the most obscure thing that you would have never in a million years thought of, like operatic metal. Exactly. I mean, there you go. You have Celtic guy, Frost right there. You have guys like Ingwe Malmsteen playing with the Tokyo uh, Tokyo Harmonic uh, Orchestra. You know that doing like stuff like that's comparison to Vivaldi and things like that, and you've got John Pertucci that actually has done uh, has covered Vivaldi with a guitar rather than utilizing just a piano or mm-hmm. a harpsichord or whatever. And but seriously, you look into where these bands draw their inspiration from, you might learn something about them you never thought, and, and you, you might, might get inspired yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 
I think that's great, dude. Like, because the, the big thing about metal is it, there's, we talked about it more than once. Like, there's so many styles, there's so many subgenres, there's so many little niches. There's, I feel like there's no defining limit to music. Mm hmm. So, but uh, I I really am glad that I got to do this episode with you tonight, man. Like yeah. I could I couldn't think of anybody better to do it. Was with. definitely fun, and actually, you know, it's kind of funny. A small little plug here. Um, uh, eventually, I'm actually going to start working on another metal project. Nice. Um, it's actually called the Black Void Cult. Uh, it's definitely my. It's going to be my spin at kind of a merging between thrash and there you go thrash and black metal. It's gonna be interesting, so hopefully get it out within the next couple of years. Hell yeah! Well, and you're you're like always working on music, always. which is awesome. <laughs> dude. And so, uh, thank you again for being here with me, Tony. No, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, it was a blast. What a I like I said, dude. Like this is like one of the topics I've been wanting to do for a long time, right? And I really feel like we covered the bases. Yeah, we covered some good ones. Well, there's so, dude. We could do like five hours on this, right? If and we, that, if, that's that's the big thing because we can get into more international metal. Exactly, which, well, yeah. the different genres, the different right. bands, the different takes, the different uh, subject matters. Hey, look up metal from Japan if you got a chance. That's out there, right. That, some of that stuff is really fucking. Awesome. One of the things I saw was uh, in France. There's a lot of uh, what they call eco metal, <laughs> and like uh, Gojira is a particular band that, about that. But so uh, I just. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening again. Tony, thank you for being here. Yeah. And uh, Nerdy Bones. And we're out.